Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm Dr. Roberta Shaler, and I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited when people come along and hope that they find value, some ideas, some insights into what's going on in their life and in their relationship, and to find some solutions. Tonight, we're going to be talking about something so very important, and you may not have even heard the phrase, abandoning yourself, but we're going to be talking about, are you abandoning yourself by enabling or being codependent? And these are really important distinctions. They're very important pieces of how you may be caught in a toxic relationship and why that's happened to you. And why that may have happened to you before, this may not be the first time. Because you may be practicing self-abandonment. And inherent in that is that you could become an enabler or you could become codependent. So it's very important to know what these things mean and to figure out where do you really sit in this. So I'm going to give you some definitions and then I'm going to give you many ways in which you might be abandoning yourself. And then we'll end up with talking about how to change that so that that is not part of your repertoire and you recognize when it's happening to you because you want to feel powerful, not power over other people, of course, but powerful within yourself, that you have the right to take up space and draw breath and therefore you have the right to say what you think, feel, need, want, prefer, and remember. And that's okay as long as you're talking about yourself. And you know, I developed the Personal Weather Report, which is based on that statement. And you can go and listen to other episodes on the Personal Weather Report. And if you have an opportunity to support the Save Your Sanity podcast, you're deriving value from it, I invite you to go to patreon.com slash saveyoursanity, patreon.com slash saveyoursanity, and you can make a one-time donation or pledge a small amount every month, and so that will give us more and more reach, more and more opportunities for reaching people. So thank you in advance if you're going to go over there and do that. I appreciate it. And so do all the people that account on this show. So self-abandonment. Is there any possibility that you are not playing on your own team? Or maybe most of the time you're not playing on your own team and you have really good reasons for it, you think, really good reasons. Maybe after tonight's podcast, you will think about that differently, that maybe those reasons aren't so good. Maybe those reasons are actually symptoms of self-abandoning. 
And that's really good to know because then you can do something about it. We have to be able to bring something into our consciousness, see it for what it is and make decisions about it. And if you have been self-abandoning, you don't want to do that anymore. It doesn't feel good. It leads to you being taken advantage of. It leads to you not feeling like you're living in your full self. You're always living in a shadow at some point or you're less than. So it's very important. Self-abandonment is really when, when you, you don't value yourself or act in your own best interest. So when you abandon yourself, you're giving up saying, I'm important, and this is what I'd like, or this is how I prefer things, or I'm hurt right now, or that's not okay with me, and be able to give it some weight. And self-abandoning is also when you reject or suppress or ignore a part of yourself. It could be a part of you screaming in the background and you're going, shh, 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 no, it's okay, it's okay. And you're not listening anymore to that part of you that is screaming. And that's so very important. So I want to really give you some clear ideas about what self-abandonment is and how it is part of and how it is demonstrated when you become an enabler. So let's just clear that up. I've shared my definition of enabling before, but I will share it again. Enabling is when you usually step in to fix or solve or excuse or rationalize or justify, and here's the big one, or make the consequences go away for the poor choices of another person. Do you do that? Are you such a caretaker that they do something that should obviously have consequences and you leap in and save them from the consequences? That's enabling. That's It comes from the, the world of uh, addiction, but it also extends completely over into the world of emotions and emotional abuse and emotional health. So you don't want to be enabling someone. You're giving all of yourself to take care of someone else who is not taking care of themselves. And then you are making yourself feel as though you're doing something wonderful and actually you're enabling them to stay less than wonderful. And then they won't develop. They won't become the person that they might become. But they're an adult and that's their choice. So it's very important to see that when you abandon yourself and you give yourself over to taking care of someone else or pleasing someone else and all the ways I'm going to talk about of self-abandonment, that you will be enabling them because you're focused on making the consequences of their poor choices go away. And that's a big deal to actually step back and realize maybe I'm enabling the very behaviors I despise. The very things I want them to change, I may be enabling them to continue to do. And that's a big aha moment when you realize that, yes, actually, I'm contributing to the problem. I'm part of it. I say I want things to be different, but I'm keeping them the same. So that's enabling. And then we have codependence. And codependence is when you plan your life around pleasing someone 
on whom you excessively emotionally rely. So a little bit different, but similar feeling comes from the same place of self-abandonment. So you're planning your life around pleasing someone on whom you excessively emotionally rely. When you said that way, you want to go, oh, no, that's not right. Correct? And you're right. It isn't right. It isn't healthy. It's not good in any way. And so it's very important to see that, to see what that is. So let's talk about self-abandonment because that's so important. You know, important for us to understand so if you've been here before, welcome, welcome. If you haven't been, I'm so glad you found me. Let's talk, share with your friends, invite them to come on over. And there are over 200 episodes of Save Your Sanity Podcast. So you can go to SaveYourSanityPodcast.com and you can find them all there for you. SaveYourSanityPodcast.com. Okay, so let's talk about self-abandonment and being self-abandoning. I'm going to give you many, many ways that you can check in with yourself as you listen and say, do I do that? Am I doing that? Is this what I'm up to? <laughs> and get very, very clear about that. So first one is giving up your own interests and goals. You know, if someone comes into your life and you really, really like them, and they're not interested in what you're interested in, but you really want them to be interested in you, you might give up your interest and goals and pretend that you really like Grand Prix racing or you absolutely love flying drones or you're delighted, delighted to go to every opera there is. And basically, there's a part of you that said, well, you know, what? I really would have liked to have focused this way in my life, or I'd like to be focused on my own interests. But no, I want this person to really like me and to know how much I like them. So I give up my own interests and goals. Does that sound familiar? Because that's definitely self-abandoning. And another way that you give up on yourself, and this one's going to sound a little bit strange, but it is because you're doing it for someone else. And that is to, you self-abandon when you are perfectionistic. When you just want to do everything so, 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 so right, so that somebody else will see you do it so, so, so right. And you you give up the joy of doing something. You know, a long time ago, I think it was 1981, I went to hear a speaker. I'd read her book and I really liked the book and I went to hear her speak. And uh, I didn't think she was a wonderful speaker, but I still loved her book. But something she said really stood out for me. And you know how your mother might have said, well, if we're going to give you these lessons, you better do well and and you better stick with it and don't be a quitter and all of that. And she said, you know, I have a question, she said to the audience. If something is really worth doing, and you know how our mother said, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing well. She said, if something is really worth doing, isn't it worth doing half-assed? Isn't it just as worth doing? And that really stuck with me because it spoke to some of the levels of perfectionism that my mother wanted me to jump the hoops to reach. And I thought, wow, 
yes, you could do something for the sheer joy of trying it, for the sheer joy of having some fun. It doesn't have to become your number one thing to do in the world and you don't have to get a PhD in it. You can just do it because it pleases you. And therefore, drop the perfectionism. It's an impossible standard and you're doing it for someone else, not yourself. So there's another way that you might self-abandon. Now, what's another way? Well, you may not trust your instincts. You may not trust your gut. You may always be second-guessing yourself. You know, could that be right? Well, I don't know. I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that to myself. I'm not sure. And you start second-guessing yourself. Your gut is still unhappy, still sending you messages, and yet you are there denying it because you've abandoned yourself. Or maybe you go around seeking validation from other people and you don't realize that you can validate yourself, that you can say, I think I did that really well. And 10 people don't have to agree with you. They don't. And if you get into a habit of self-abandoning in order for other people to like you, you will never self-validate. Or only do it when 14 people have told you that it's right. You might let it in a little bit. That's a tough one. You know, I can tell you all these things because I've lived them. I had two hijackle parents. And those of you who have been listening to me for a while, you know I'm an only child. So just imagine two of them on one little me. I got all this stuff. I was gifted all of this stuff when I was growing up. And then I had to unpack it. There wasn't any help. There were no people who would believe what was going on in my house. That familiar to you? They wouldn't believe it. So when I was going to university and and getting my PhD in psychology, it took me a bit to realize that I know something about this. I am the one who can do something to help other people see this. So we don't want to be seeking validation from other people. Yes, it's lovely when it comes, but learn to validate yourself. I did that well. Other people don't have to agree, but if you think you did it well, allow yourself to say so. Or I'm a good person. Don't abandon yourself to the opinions of others. So what's another? Well, we overthink everything. We, we don't want to make a mistake, right? It's related to that perfectionism. We don't want to make a mistake. So we jump in and we we say, I need to think it over. Well, what about this? Well, what if it went that way? What if it went the other way? I don't want to make a mistake. So we get the analysis paralysis going. So very, very important. So remember um, that if these things apply to you, they may not all apply to you, but they're very important for you to recognize that they may apply to you. So very, very important to get the whole list in. So what's another? You abandon yourself when you let other people make decisions for you. Yeah. Oh, I don't care. Whatever you want. Or... I don't really want to go to that college, but if you think I should, you know, there are times in our life when we can't stand up to other people very well, but once you're an adult, it's really important to figure out whether or not you're abandoning yourself. And if you're letting other people make decisions for you, you may well be abandoning yourself. 
Sure, you may not care whether you have Thai or Korean food and you let someone else decide. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about things that pertain just to you and your well-being, your sense of self, and you let other people make decisions for you. Many times when I'm working with my clients, and I have clients all over the world, they'll say, like, well, you know, my mother wouldn't like that, or my partner wouldn't like that. Well, that's information. That is not a directive. That's just information. Then you go and make a decision that suits you, or you negotiate something that suits you both, but you don't abandon yourself and let other people make decisions for you. And part of that process is thinking other people know more than you do. And they may even think they know more about what you should do than you do. And when you find yourself in that position, there's some emotional evolution to do. There's some emotional maturation to engage in because you need to know you. And if this is something that you resonate with, as I'm saying it, if it really gets to you, I'd love to work with you to find these places where you can validate yourself, where you can begin to make decisions for yourself in healthy ways, not predicated on pleasing others. And if that is something that you would enjoy working with me, you can use my new client one-time opportunity for an hour session at beaclient.com for only $97 beaclient.com. I'm there for you and we can talk about it. So we don't want to be assuming other people know more than we do all the time. Sure, there are lots of people that you go to who you go because they know more than you. But if we're operating on the principle that most of the time everybody else knows more than I do, then I'm abandoning myself to everybody else's whims or everybody else's view of the world. And that's not a happy place to be, nor is it a healthy place to be. So that's another way that you could you could abandon yourself. And another sad way is that you suppress your needs. You push your needs down and make other people's needs way more important than you. Now, if somebody just got hit by a bus, of course you're going to do that. But I'm talking about what you do regularly, what you do generally. And that's the important piece to recognize. So if you suppress your needs and put other people's needs ahead of you, what will you become? Codependent. Mm, we don't want any of that, do we? That is a big red flag for ourselves. If I am putting other people's needs constantly over my own, I may be self-abandoning. I may be trying to get their attention or have them think I'm wonderful and adoring, but what about you? You count in the equation. You need to have that level of confidence in yourself to know that you count too. And that must be balance in a relationship. So you suppress your needs. I hope you don't do that anymore. Or that you notice in this episode, you begin to notice that, yes, I do do that. It's very unequal. And then you'll go back to episode 115, right? To remember the must-haves of a healthy adult relationship. And a healthy adult relationship 
is really important. So you must be able to operate with equality and equity, reciprocity and mutuality. And you can't have those three things if you're constantly suppressing your needs and making someone else's needs more important. And another, you you never feel worthy. You just don't, no matter what you do, no matter how much you accomplish, you just never feel worthy. And if that's the case for you, that's kind of letting down the side that is you, that you are abandoning yourself and saying, I'll beat myself up. I'll make myself small. And that's sad. You don't want to be doing that, right? That's not healthy. That's not happy making. And it goes along with criticism, you know, that you would be saying hurtful things about yourself to yourself. Your self-talk would be hurtful things, maybe mean things. And and you just have these really high standards from the perfectionism. And then you're constantly in judgment about yourself and you're criticizing yourself and all of that is going on. Again, that's abandoning yourself. Like you should be building yourself up. You should, and I I shouldn't even use the word should. You could. I don't know if you should. It's healthier. But you could give up being excessively judgy about yourself, excessively hard on yourself, and say, let me also balance that with all the ways that I am uh, worthwhile that I like about myself, the ways that I do things well, the accomplishments that I have, get a good balance going because we can get awfully skewed there, very, very warped. And so we get into self-criticism and judgment and that will really drag you down and it will leave you susceptible to everybody else's opinions. So it's related to looking for other people's validation instead of your own. Are you really getting this business about self-abandonment? Because it really does need to be something you really get. You don't want to be doing it. You want to be your own best friend. I know that's cliche, but you want to do what you would for yourself, what you would do for a really good friend. And you wouldn't spend a whole lot of time criticizing them and judging them and making them wrong, would you? I hope not. Otherwise, you won't have many friends, right? But don't abandon yourself in that way. In the same way that you can't abandon yourself by not taking care of your own needs, not recognizing that you have needs and that you have the right to express those needs and that you have the right to say in a relationship that's appropriate to say it in, you know, I have these needs and uh, could they be honored in this relationship? You may think you're just there to please other people and you're not. That may be the way you set it up, but it's not a healthy way. You know, hijackal parents put you in that position all the time. You know, if I want some music from you, I'll push the button, right? Um, No, you can make your own music at any time. But if you have been put down, if you have been not validated, if you have been criticized, if you have been second-guessed as a child, then you may adopt some of those behaviors and internalize them. And today would be a very good day to recognize that and say, I think I'll turn that around. And remember, if I can help with that or you want to talk to me, go to beaclient.com.
So not honoring your needs, that's very important. Here's another one that you may not think. It's not really practicing self-care. You put yourself so far down on your list that you never get there. Have you ever had that experience of, you know, I'm so looking forward to having a long shower or a bubble bath or whatever you prefer at the end of this day? That's going to be my treat to myself. It's going to make me really feel like I've taken care of myself. And yet you get busy doing things for everybody else and you never get to do that. Abandoning your self-care is a way of of abandoning yourself, of not demonstrating to yourself that you're important enough to give to yourself what makes you feel good and keeps you in balance. So if you recognize that you do that and you keep putting off the self-care, maybe have a little sit down and ask yourself with your journal in your hand, why do I put off my own good? Why do I put off my self-care? Because that's an abandoning thing. And you may abandon your feelings too. You may push away uncomfortable feelings, even deny that they're there. Oh, no, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Why are you crying? I'm fine. You may find yourself abandoning yourself even in the moments when you're having strong feelings and it would be really good to express them and healthy to express them and yet you abandon yourself and say, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm going to tough it through. And if you had hijackal parents or if you had abusive parents in other ways, you may have what we call, and I've done shows about this, what we call a dismissive Uh, insecure attachment style, which means I don't need anybody. I could do it all myself. That's another way of abandoning yourself to not think that you would joyously help someone else. And then you'd think that they wouldn't want to help you. And so you get into a very unequal relationship. So it works in the other side too. You're not being codependent or enabling, but you're saying, I don't need anything. I'm strong. I can manage. I don't need people. That's not good either. You're abandoning yourself and from receiving. And we need to be gracious receivers of life and friendship and the things that others offer us. And we can abandon ourselves by saying, I don't need anybody. I'm fine. And so we get uncomfortable feelings and we say, I'm fine. We get uncomfortable feelings and we don't honor them. And we may even deny that we have them. That's also important to notice. And when we try to please other people, even if it goes against our beliefs or values, like, oh, I don't want to do this, but I'll do it because it makes you happy. And it's going against your ethics or your morals or your beliefs or your values. That's abandoning yourself at a deep level. Like, I'll be somebody else in order to make you happy. Now, hijackals always want you to be somebody else. The problem is that as soon as you be who they say that they wanted you to be, they tell you you got it wrong and they want something else. So don't get into that circus because that's not a good one at all. And if you were raised by a hijackal parent, you'll know that one so well. You could never get it right for more than a hot minute, right? And then if you get into a relationship with a hijackal, you know, it's the same thing there. So not good at all. 
So then we'll find ourselves, when we abandon ourselves, we'll find ourselves in codependent relationships. And we're focused on somebody else's needs and wants and their problems. And we just neglect ourselves. You see how all these things are related. So we think we're being these wonderful humans who are giving it all to somebody. And we're hoping that they're going to notice. But if you're with a hijackle, they're going to be taking it all and smirking as they do and giving you breadcrumbs, never the full meal deal. Now, you've heard me talk about that before. Don't take breadcrumbs. It's the full meal deal or nothing when you're in a primary romantic relationship. And if it's not working like that, you're not going to have equality and equity, reciprocity and mutuality. So notice that big time, big time. Okay, just a couple more. So another really important and good to have it close to the end so you'll really remember it is you abandon yourself when you don't speak up and ask for what you need and want. You know, who do you think I am to ask for what I need and want? You're you. You are taking up a wonderful space in this universe and you are absolutely within your right to ask for what you need and want not to the detriment of someone else, but because you have that right. And if you abandon yourself, you don't think you have that right anymore and you will not live from that right. So you don't ask for what you need. And you then feel like, you know, nobody loves me and I'm going in the garden to eat worms, you know, because you didn't ask. And you didn't know that you could, perhaps, because of the way you were raised, or you've been put down for doing it before, and you don't want to risk being put down again. I get that. But uh, tonight, I want to be really helping you identify the ways that you abandon yourself. And if you don't have good boundaries, if you don't know what they are, if you don't clearly express them, if you don't express them and and maintain them, and then if somebody that you have maintained and expressed them to goes against them after you've done all that, there are no consequences to walking over your boundaries. You are, again, abandoning yourself. And that's where you really have to get strong and empowered, really be emerging empowered as the name of my community is, you know, um, in order to be emerging empowered, you have to honestly know that you can ask for what you need and want, and you have strong boundaries and they are non-negotiable. Non-negotiable boundaries will give you a greater sense of your space in the universe than most things will. And you honestly, for many people, have difficulty thinking that's true. But I want you to be encouraged that it is true. That when you set boundaries that you have thought through, not the ones that fall off your off your lips in, in some angry moment, but once you have thought through, this is important to me, and I'm going to put it out there. Once you get to that place, you are beginning to stand up for yourself, to stand strongly in the place that you inhabit. You're not in anybody else's place or face. You're in your space. And that's really key. You are here to take up space and draw breath. Inhabit it. 
by asking for what you need and want, setting strong boundaries, and then people will not be able to take advantage of you. You hate that, right? You hate it when people take advantage of you. And yet, what did you do about it? Did you let them? If they're a hijackal, you may have because you want to stay safe. I understand that completely. But these are just ways to notice that you may be abandoning yourself. And it's so key to see that. So key to clearly see that. So allowing yourself to have feelings and allowing yourself to have needs and to recognize them and express them will allow you to stop abandoning yourself. And what you're up to in the world, if it's important to you, allow yourself to have it. Don't go around saying, is it okay? Is it okay? Do you think this is okay? If it is what you most want, don't abandon your goals. Don't abandon your interests. Just, you know, step up and be unique. Be you. Be standing up for yourself and in that strong place because you want to be treating yourself with compassion. We need to have a good balance between compassion for others and self-compassion. And if we don't keep that balance very consciously, if we don't, and we're always doing too much for other people, and then we feel a little resentment, sometimes if we've been raised with difficult circumstances, when we feel a little resentment for doing so much for others, we beat ourselves up saying, I can't be a good person if I resent doing all this for someone else. But really, that's a big red flag so that you can say, wow, maybe I'm out of balance. Maybe I'm out of balance between self-compassion and compassion for others. And if that's the case, you want to reestablish the balance. You want to bring that into a way of being that allows everyone to coexist, to have equality and equity, reciprocity and mutuality. So I hope that this has helped you see how you may be abandoning yourself. And they may have been things that were instilled in you when you were young. They may be things that you have come to do in order to keep the peace in a relationship. But tonight, I want you to see that maybe it's keeping your light under a bushel. (laughs) Maybe it's suppressing you. Maybe you are now in a habit of suppressing yourself and abandoning yourself. And not doing that is a really good place to start. But if you're with a hijackal in a primary relationship, they don't want any sudden moves. You know that, right? (laughs) They don't want you to all of a sudden start standing up for yourself and telling it like it is and going through all the things that I mentioned. They don't like that. You have to start small in small ways and, and just grow into these things if you're going to stay in that relationship. So very important. No great pronouncements. Just start doing things differently in small ways. And again, if you want my help with that at any time, you can always find me at beaclient.com or you can go to my website at forrelationshiphelp.com. I hope these things have helped you see what is important. See what's possible 
what's possibly happening that is allow, allowing you to feel badly about yourself or to feel like you don't have any personal power in your life and know that no matter what relationship you are in, incremental changes, small incremental changes, kaizen, that's what the word means. That's what you do, small incremental improvements that are sustained, and we do that gently. That's why I wrote the book Kaizen for Couples, Smart Steps to Save, Sustain, and Strengthen Your Relationship. Small steps, small steps that are there for you. So there's so many things to talk about with you, and these are important. Another thing, very excited, our Emerging Empowered community is up and running tomorrow. It launches in full. We've already got some members. So jump in, jump in early. It's only $19 a month, and it gives you access to great discussion groups, just like on Facebook, but safely off. And also, I'm in there answering things. But the big thing that it offers you is two group monthly Ask Me Anything calls, where you can come on the call. You have to register, even though you're a member, so that you save your space. Come there twice a month and get your questions answered. So go to joinintoday.com if you'd like to be part of my Emerging Empowered community. I'd love to have you there. So, so many things for you. I hope that this has been valuable and eye-opening for you and that we'll be starting a nice opening and coming into balance for you. And until we speak again, Take very good care of yourself because you're precious and you matter. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Save Your Sanity podcast today. I hope you've had some new insights, some ideas and strategies to help you gain clarity and confidence for moving forward toward greater emotional health and safety. You deserve that and so do your children. If you found value here and would like to support this podcast with a dollar or five each month, please do so at patreon.com slash save your sanity. Learn more about how to work with me via video conference, join my optimized circles, or subscribe to this podcast on my YouTube channel at my website, transformingrelationship.com. Talk soon.